Hello, you guys. We have a new official Miss Universe title holder. I had to just jump on here as quickly as I can. I am super tired. It's Saturday. I gotta go to work tomorrow. It's literally 20 minutes after the pageant has happened. But let's talk, you guys. Let's talk. So, first of all, congratulations to Nicaragua. You guys were the very first, for the very first time, you guys have took home the Miss Universe crown, which is so impressive. And I think that a lot of you guys had Nicaragua on your top 20 list. I am looking at mine. And yes, I did also mention my love right here in my top 20 list as well. So, of course, truly, truly no surprise with the win. But I do think we need to talk about everything else that happened because there was so much other stuff that happened during this competition that I think that um, I am getting all these messages, you guys. I think that there's just so much we need to divest and talk about real fast as we um, kind of, I guess, uh, um, what's the word? I guess embrace this new queen that we now have on our shoulders. Okay, so first, let's get down to business. If you guys talked on Pageants and Prosecco, pageantsandprosecco.com, the podcast, I have up here the news of Miss Nicaragua winning. Let me make a better play on the front page. Okay, fine. But anyway, so let me just look for this just real fast. I'm so excited. I am drinking my wine still. It's the same one from earlier. It's a red blend out of California. But this is a great look. Tell me guys down below what you guys think of the pageant competition. Were you guys here for it? Was it something that you want to change? What do you think of the winner? Uh, her name is Shanice Palacios, I believe. She's the current Miss Nicaragua, and she just won Miss Universe. And she was crowned Miss Nicaragua on August 5th, 2023. So this girl only had from August until now to get her entire pageant life together for the national competition. But it seems like she obviously did not have too much to do. And I think also, I know a few other of the girls were just crowned recently. And I feel like that might help their case here at least today, because it um, made them feel like they didn't add a banner here. And I see A-R-A. I think we're all learning how to spell Nicaragua too for the first time. Make sure I get it spelled right. When I was taking my note, I kept saying, how do you spell Nicaragua? Because I never really, what's the word? Okay, let's add this banner here. <laughs> Universe, the 72nd Miss Universe. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things right now. I don't want to keep this too long. I will re-watch the show and then come back with more of my opinions and my thoughts on the overall production of the show. But right now, I do just want to say congratulations to Central America. I think that they are showing out right now when it comes to the Latinas taking over the pageant world. I think in the pageant world, what we do see is that there are these trends ultimately over the winners, and there's a few trends in the pageant world, right? But I think what's interesting is that we did see an Asian domination happening for a very, very long time. We saw the Philippines taking over. We saw Thailand almost winning tonight. Uh, we've seen 
a few Myanmar, Singapore, Vietnam doing really, really well. The Asian country doing really, really well in, in the pageant competition. You guys, I just realized. Okay, I hope you guys heard me okay. Cause I realized my microphone was not all the way plugged in, Jesus. Okay, just to start over, congratulations Nicaragua for winning Miss Universe. So let's just dive into what exactly um, happened, I guess, tonight and why I think that she, this was her crown to lose, like people say. When the title holder is that recognizable early on, especially from you guys, you guys called this out as well. Um, I think that there's a few things that she did right and how it was her time ultimately and her crown to lose. So I did put on my top 20 because of you guys. And like I said earlier, you can watch the last episode. I was kind of against going against public opinion when it comes to my choices, but I'm glad I listened to you guys because you guys ultimately knew what you were talking about. You really did. Okay, so let's just start off by just breaking down the competition as a whole. For the most part, I'm not a fan of the introductions at all. I think it's it's too loud, it's too weird. I, I don't like the screaming part of it. I think I did get a sense of adrenaline rush and felt a sense of pride for each of the countries when they announced themselves too. And you hear the audience reaction, it makes you feel good. But I just think it's just, I don't know, not a fan of the opening. So my faves in swimsuit was Spain, Nambia. Can you talk about Nambia? She was just so gorgeous this evening. I would have loved to see her continue on through. Matter of fact, just simply being a woman of color myself, I am very disappointed that the top 10 had no women of color in it, right? Um, no. Yes. Top 20 had women of color. Top 10 had no women of color in it. And they got rid of South Africa and Namibia. India, I would have considered as well, but to see that was kind of disheartening too. It was very disheartening, especially because I think Nabia, for her to be called, was not a surprise to me. I believe I have her too. I had Nabia on my list as well. So she obviously has something the judges liked, but for her to not get called to me was just so disheartening. And I want to go back and talk about um, the importance of the judging panel. Because we saw the judges, they were all diverse in their own expertise when it comes to what their careers are. But now that I think about it, did we only have one black person as a judge, which was Penny? Um, and I think it was Janelle Comisong, who was Miss Trinidad Tobago and Miss Universe 1977 and the very first Miss Black Universe. She only has one, was it 10 of them, nine of them? She only has one ninth of a say. So I think that was disheartening to me a lot to see that there was no women of color in the top 10, especially in top five, especially in top three. So that was my little tiff this evening, but whatever. So when it came to swimsuit, my favorites were Spain, Nibia, India, Chile, USA. Like, first of all, another side note, why wasn't USA called into the top 10? They really cut Noella off. Like, what? 
I would have loved to see her continue on to perform and see where she could have went. I think that would have been great PR for the organization. Uh, USA, Peru, Cameroon did really well in swimsuit. Colombia, Pakistan, and South Africa are my favorites in swim. And I put down here as a note, there's a lot of pageant connections. Did you guys notice that? A lot of the girls and a lot of the judges and a lot of the hosts all had connections to this organization specifically, whether they were related to somebody by the six degree separation or they knew someone who knew someone who competed or their parents competed. And then Miss Peru, mom winning and then meeting her husband while he was giving her the flowers. That's a true love story. But it was a lot of different connections in that way to the pageant industry, specifically this pageant. My faves in gown was Puerto Rico, Thailand, and Peru. Uh, and, and Nicaragua did come through in the gown. I circled Peru in gown because I thought Peru was going to take this home when it came to the evening gown. But ultimately, she got cut. And I was like, no, like, I think Peru would have been a great representative, a great Miss Universe. And my actual favorite gowns, the gowns I love the most as like the outfit was Puerto Rico and Nicaragua because that blue cape that Nicaragua had was cute. I love that. I did love that. Spain is showing panty lines. We'll talk about this for a quick second. But that panty line, I understand that kind of is a trend, I guess, in a sense. But I think that it comes across as borderline trashy, I guess you could say. And I take the risk. Go commando, take the risk, girl, because what we saw didn't work. And I think that if it was off and you just had like a little, you know, like a little covering down there to cover that one area, I think that could have worked out just as well for you. But to see painting lines and a gown at Miss Universe was crazy. Not even painting lines. We saw the actual panty and it wasn't even 100% nude um, to her skin tone. It was nude. Technically, but not enough. That's me. Just I like that's when Spain kind of lost it for me. There was no major color in evening gown at all. Everyone wore what's on trend, which is nude, it's mesh, it's sparkly, it's the nude illusion look. I don't think that's gonna go away anytime soon. Even Nicaragua winning in that in that kind of dress in the top three all had the same kind of dress, which was that nude illusion, just glitters and Swarovski crystals all over your uh, lady parts, I guess you could say. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon, but I would love to see color in some fashion. Now, Puerto Rico and Nicaragua did come through because Nicaragua had that blue cape and Puerto Rico had that purple and blue dress. But I think we have to kind of admit as an industry that people the color might be distracting. And there was a myth back in the day that white wins gowns, white wins in pageantry. And I think that is true. They said that about, was it Colombia? Colombians, or maybe it was Venezuela. A lot of people wear white gowns because they feel like that's a good luck charm for them. If you guys remember that, comment below which country that was. I believe it was Colombia. But I think that this nude illusion, at least for universe, is not gonna go away anytime soon. I mean, where Bonnie did win in black, I think, like black and purple and blue and navy last year. But I think what worked with that was that it was still kind of a contrast to her skin tone. But I don't see this nude illusion going away no time soon.
no time soon. Okay. Top five was Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, Thailand, Colombia, and Australia. I loved all of them for it. People were talking about how they did not see Australia up there. There are such things as dark horses. I did have Australia on my top 20 list. So I wasn't really 100% surprised. She killed it in swim during prelims, so I was not surprised at her performance tonight. Now, what I did not like about Australia was her gown choice. I do feel like the gown, to me, came off as dated, simply because we saw that gown as a trend, the strapless with the big bottom, was a trend maybe like five, six, seven years ago, and I think that she could have came stronger. I actually am curious what Australia would have looked like in a gown with color, like red. Um, Catriona Gray won in red, and so I don't think that it wasn't an option. I think that I would have loved to see what that could have looked like on her. Um, but I want to see Australia in something stronger. And I think that you guys would have understood Australia's strength if she came stronger and harder tonight for Miss Universe because she did really well in prelims. So I was not surprised by her. I saw her picture. I saw her performance. Not surprised by Australia at all. Columbia, I think, looked gorgeous. I did not know she was a mom, but she looks so pretty to me. I was so surprised when she was not called in the top three. I think she 100% deserved it. I was pulling for Thailand to win this entire day. Well, Peru and then Thailand when they got to call. Because to me, Thailand was just simply so gorgeous. I don't know what it was about her, but it was something about her eyes and her eye color. She was just so, 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 so pretty to me. And I really wanted Thailand to win. I was pulling for her, but I feel like Nicaragua was going to take it anyway. Puerto Rico was also a favorite of mine because, you know, Puerto Rico is part of America. We could have took that home. We could have claimed that. But I loved her gown. I loved the difference that she took and the uh, boldness that she took with her gown. And I'm ex I was excited to see that. So I love Puerto Rico for that. I thought she was also very, very pretty. I also had Puerto Rico as a favorite for um, swimsuit. Um, after watching prelims as well. And I think I might have Puerto Rico very early on as well in my top 20. I did not. I don't believe she's not started at least. But I think Puerto Rico came through and did what she needed to do. And Nicaragua also came through and did what she needed to do. Now, what I did not like about Puerto Rico, about Nicaragua specifically, was some people felt like she deserved it because of how she performed at prelims. I thought personally, and maybe this is where life was going, I thought that Nicaragua did good. Obviously, she did. I just think that she was like a little bit extra, like dramatic a little bit when she was doing her walks during prelims based off what I saw. But now I see that made her stand out in so many different ways. And a lot of people said that they noticed her during the week. So I'm going to go back and look at all the pictures during the week to see kind of how she came correct and see what we can learn from her performance. Because I feel like something she did was spectacular tonight. And it was based off how she performed. So that extraness that she did, in my opinion, might have been that slight little edge to have people think about looking at her. Because when you have a country like Nicaragua who has never won this pageant, and you're going up against some big heavy hitters when it comes to sash factor, like the Colombias, like the USAs, like the Philippines, like the Thailands of the world, like the Venezuelas, you know, when you are coming up against countries who have already historically won Miss Universe, you have to set yourself apart. And I think Nicaragua specialized in that. She was an expert 
and gave us all a masterclass in how to show up for your country in such a spectacular way and set yourself apart. We saw 85 girls, 85 girls, I think 84, I don't think uh, China showed up. 85 girls, you know, and she had to set herself apart. And I think during her preliminary competition, she did that. Everything, even if you notice how she turned when she did Miss Nicaragua and she did uh, and turn away from the microphone to walk away. It's little things like that that make people look like, oh, wait, who was that? That was Nicaragua. Okay, let me look at her again. And it's not what you say. Is how you make people feel. That's one thing I harp on really big in the book of beauty is that it's how you make the judges feel. Okay. And Nicaragua made us all feel warm and bubbly tonight. She did a really good job at helping the judges connect to her in the few brief moments they had with her. I think one thing that she did that the other girls did not do was she connected with the judges. You guys hear me? She connected with the judges in such a masterclass way. And we're going to break this down to more. But buy the book of beauty available on Amazon and you will see exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to your presentation. Now, mind you, one thing to note, interview plays a major role. Was it 50%, I think, of the score for the competition? So we do not know what happened in the interview. And we don't know what that score is in the interview. So maybe Nicaragua killed the interview and solidified herself on stage. And that's why I say in the Book of Beauty that interview is the most important part of the pageant competition. That's your only chance to talk to the judges one-on-one. Everything else in a pageant, you're on stage, you're modeling, you're looking cute. But if you can't talk, if you can't back up your facts with data, If you don't know how to present yourself in less than 10 minutes, sometimes five minutes to a judge or to another person sitting across from you who is who has the crown uh, at their finger, like they have the crown and they can make a choice. If you can't connect to the judges verbally with your words, it's over with. You lost. You lost. And that's one thing that I mentioned in the book of beauty is how to craft your message. So that way you don't go off on a crazy tangent like I do on the podcast and just talk about random stuff like I do on the podcast, but how to make sure that you have an agenda when you walk in the interview room and you make sure that agenda is met spectacularly. Because I think that's what helped Nicaragua ultimately was her interview. Whatever she said in there, the judges kept their eye on her when she went on stage. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I have ice in my wine. Um, For those who aren't a fan of red wine or think red wine is too, quote unquote, bitter or tart, I recommend that you guys try to add ice. It may help a little bit to kind of lessen that tartness. Okay, so when it came down to Q&A, the questions and answers, just real quick, I'm going to tell you, to me, all these answers were not the best. They just simply weren't the best. And I thought that the question and answer could have solidified anybody as the win, not just Nicaragua. If Australia came through with a dynamite answer, I guarantee you guys she would have won. I guarantee it. Because all these answers were, as the kids say, mid. M-I-D, mid. Which means that it was just subpar. It was okay. You guys were throwing out sevens out of tens with the Q&A. 
and no one gave a mic drop moment. No one said anything powerful. We didn't have a quote to remember. You got to think like this is some, this is your last chance to talk in front of the judges. Let them know why you deserve to win. I think what did help was Nicaragua had a translator. So she was able to take pauses and breaks while she was giving her answer instead of like me, it being one long, long, long run off sentence. But I think that no one gave the best answer. I think all the answers were just fine. They just, they did what they needed to do. They answered the question. And to me, any of these other women really could have won if they would have gave a great answer. And I think that Thailand gave the best answer personally. So I thought that she was going to win. But um, the answers, the questions, the answers were just regular to me, regular. Um, that's all I kind of want to say right now. Congratulations again to Miss Nicaragua. I think her name is Shyness, Shyness. Um, but anyway, she's a model and now she's officially Miss Universe. So congratulations. I'm going to come back here, you guys, and let's talk about this more in depth, more detail. I don't like for these episodes to be too long. I know as a consumer of my own content and other people's content, I don't really listen for an hour like I used to have my, my episodes. So I'm not going to keep my episodes that long anymore moving forward. But I do want to come back. Let's do this as a part two so I can really watch again, digest it. Enjoy the night. Enjoy our new title holder. Do my social media content. Make sure I get the book, A Beauty, out there on Amazon, available for you guys to download it in time. But right now, you can download an Ultimate Self-Care Guide as we go into 2024. If you hop on pageants.com, I have the Ultimate 2024 Self-Care Guide for you guys. So make sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally, um, internally, physically, uh, facially. Just make sure we're taking care of ourselves. I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode. I love you. I adore you. Congratulations again to Nicaragua taking home the very first title of Miss Universe for that country. Central America is going to turn up. And I, it sounds like we're going to Mexico, baby, next year. We in Mexico with it next year. And I'm excited because it's right, you know, Mexico is right there. Mexico is like right there. So Hopefully we can get to Miss Universe next year. It's not in a far away um, overseas country now. I'm excited about that and have some authentic tacos. Oh, I just, I lived in Texas for a little bit and Texas to me is as close to Mexico, obviously as you can get because Texas was Mexico at one point, but for our region purchase, do your history, homework on that. But Texas, having that Mexican culture, that, um, little taste Mexican culture made me excited when they announced the next one. Cause I was like, Oh, that's something I can do. I could probably make it out there depending on where Mexico it is. Um, and I love how Anne is having us go to these countries for this pageant that we haven't been to before and helping to ultimately rebrand that country. Cause I know one thing that happened when they announced El Salvador was people was concerned about the safety of it. Understandably. So because you see a lot of things happening in the news about, I don't know, cartels and just things just happening to tourists. And so I think that it really helped with their PR when the Miss Universe pageant is out there to show like it is safe. It is good. There's so much culture here. Don't worry about the crime, which is the same thing I say about Chicago because knock on wood, this is wood, knock on wood, I feel safe in my city, but I know that the news doesn't help with our image. So now for us to go to Mexico next, I'm excited. I really am excited about it, you guys. Well, I appreciate you for tuning in to this episode and for listening to me talk about pageantry for this long. I appreciate it. And 
cheers to our new queen you guys a new queen is in town i can't wait to see her reign i think we're bonnie honestly killed it as miss universe so forget all the naysayers she did what she needed to do which proves that she was ultimately destined to win this title regardless and now next year also don't forget next year at miss universe we're going to have different people like columbia was a mama they allowed moms a year ago to compete so she was able to compete for this year but now with no age limit next year's pageant is going to be something to remember because you're going to have people who are older people who are mothers people who might be even grandmothers trying to compete this year we saw trans women competing we saw mothers and we saw plus size so imagine now that there's ultimately no barriers on who can compete who is actually going to compete but we're going to talk about it too because i think that there was a little something there too because the women who had the agendas ultimately think it think progress forward but we'll talk about it in the next episode i appreciate you guys for listening to this one i love you i adore you and cheers and don't hold your head too low or else the clown the crown slips honey we can't have that happening i'll catch you guys in the next episode peace <laughs>